Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you know that's going on in the marketing industry in a little, nice little, you know, blended podcast. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Dyster, and so let's get on with it. All right, it looks like Adobe is adding a little nice little feature for marketers on live video. Maybe not so nice for non-marketers, but for us, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be interesting. You can now add live video ad insertions into video stream measurement as well. So you can, you know, add the ads plus see what's going on with it. They just recently tested this out through the NBC Olympics, uh, through their online portal, and saw some really great results and targeted ads through them as well. So you can figure it out. So now you can do that and measure it because as marketers, we always measure everything. We we have our little digital measuring tape and we go zzz. It kind of has a lightsaber sound. Zzz. Uh, and we go, mm, that's that's measuring quite well. Because this is all about marketing. If you're kind of new to the scene or you're new to even my podcast in general, measuring uh, what you're doing and how much it's tracking is always the name of the game. And this always helps as well. So if you are looking to get into a more live video and seeing if you can monetize it, this might be a great way for you to do it. Now, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to, you know, pay Adobe for their marketing platform because that's how you get into it. It's their marketing platform. That's how it is, folks. That's all it is. All right, there is an interesting uh, report from the Harvard Business Journal about using analytics to create customer value. Now, what it did is that it kind of saw through analytics that the competitive advantage of business analytics, how demand analytics impact company performance and the drivers that create uh, customer value. Now, there's a kind of a, a digital download copy for it, but it's interesting to note that you can create real good customer value through analytics and see what's going on, what's tracking, what's not, and kind of like fix it and make a better uh, user experience through the whole process, not only from the tech side of it, but also the personal side of it, because it all comes together. It all comes together, folks. If you don't have really great customer experience through your customer service, you're going to have bad reviews, people just talking about you in a negative way, and you don't really want that. I'm just saying, from my own personal experience, you don't want that. Not at all. N not Nothing. Nothing. You don't want any of that. That's just bad for you. Just Get it out, get it out, get it out. But yeah, uh, it looks interesting. The report is interesting to see how and when and why you should use analytics for uh, customer value and creating that value because as marketers, we always have to create value and how the data impacts it and how it can give you a competitive edge over your competitors uh, because it's always, it's always a great thing. If you can get an edge over them, then you're doing quite well. So I would say next time, look at look at the analytics and see what you can do to create customer value. See where you're having drop-offs, disconnects, and try to enhance it as well. Because that's all. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, everybody. That's what it's all about. All right. Google has updated its maps with a new kind of search result. So. There was a time where you have multiple locations and they really wouldn't filter them out very well. And after uh, the update from July 2016, 
they have a new one where it does look at the criteria and it will actually filter them out if there is multiple locations. Now, it only is for a certain number of industries. It's not for every one of them. Some are a little bit lax, some are not a little bit lax, and uh, it's not really updated in real time. So it could be off for quite a while. It could never be uh, rectified. So you, you might have to call Google and be like, hey, why is mine being filtered out? What are you doing? What is your algorithm doing? I want my business here now. This is the way I create money and jobs, and you are taking it away from me, Google. So yeah, as marketers, you should probably look into that. Make sure that you are not doing double locations or make sure that you take out old locations or uh, misinformation through Google as well, because Google will take you out of it. And I'm pretty sure the industries that might be affected will probably be restaurants and other social type of uh, businesses will probably be heavily scrutinized more than other areas uh, or industries for that. So yes, it's another thing you have to track, guys. Also, as a reminder for all marketers, especially starting new jobs, make sure your business is on Google uh, Maps because it always helps uh, drive people to, you know, come into your place or find out where you are or find out more information. And that's always a good thing. Always a good thing. All right, and now for Google Analytics app, that's right, the app, it now offers kind of like a Google Now-like automated insights. So what it will do is we'll kind of give you kind of a, a, a rundown version or kind of like a condensed version of your analytics saying uh, and kind of giving you like what products had a 20% rise in sales last week, for example, or 49% week-over-week increase in new users. And so it will give you a little bit of those things, and then you can see, and you can analyze this segment or analyze your top products and kind of get recommendations. The other great thing about this is that you can say, was this helpful? Yes, no, and it will kind of get it do away with it. I kind of like how it is because a lot of times there's a lot of data going on, and sometimes you just need nice condensed versions, especially for your higher-ups that don't have time to look through, scour through all the data like you can because you are a data master. Uh, but sometimes you just need that. So what this does is it kind of just gives you a nice little way of just, you know, taking it all off, throwing it out there, going like, there you go, there it is. The other nice thing is now you can um, email, text, go through Messenger, Slack it if you come to use Slack. If not, it's just not cool. It's not cool anymore to do that. So you're out of luck. Uh, but speaking of Slack, because it actually there actually is some news from the Skype, and this is actually pertaining to business as well. Uh, Skype for Teams has kind of been announced or been leaked, and it is a Slack competitor. That's right, folks. Skype is making a Slack competitor. Now, Microsoft was originally thinking of buying Slack for $8 billion, but decided not to. So now what they're doing is they're creating their own Slack-like competitor and making sure that they can compete with them uh, because Slack has taken kind of, not even kind of, they have taken a bit, some business away from Microsoft, and Microsoft doesn't want that. Uh, I've seen some photos of it. It looks very nice. looks very slick. Let's just see if it actually will work really well because we never know with Microsoft or Skype because they've always been, you know, hit and miss sometimes. So if you are fully into the Microsoft ecosystem of Office and Skype, uh, 
with the Office 365. This could be a good one for you. If you're not, Slack is still one of the best ones to get out there. You could try HipChat as well. But uh, yes, look out. Check out for that as well. Look out, check out. Do what you need to do to find out about it. Also, on the home front of social media, more importantly, is LinkedIn is actually going to be rolling out a new uh, redesign of their company pages. Now, I checked uh, GE because GE was one of them that has it. It's going to give you a little bit more information. It's going to give you the top brass. It's going to give you a little bit more about and a little bit more information about that. Jobs is its own tab as well. It's going to give you uh, what uh, employees support as well. It's also going to have kind of like the company life where you can upload videos and other uh, blog articles that's written through LinkedIn uh, can be scattered throughout there from your other employees as well. So this is just to give kind of more of an impression of what your employees are actually writing, what they're actually doing and giving whoever is looking at your company a little bit more insight to it. I actually do like the way it's laid out and I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see when it actually comes out but you should be on the lookout for that and making sure that your strategies are in line with use, utilizing LinkedIn to its full potential because that's what you need to do. You need to utilize it for its full potential. I know a lot of companies kind of don't do it and they're kind of in the wayside going, ah, it's not professional enough. Look it. It has to be somewhat professional, yes, but if you're looking for the utmost professionalism of content, you're not going to be posting anything because you're waiting for the most professional type of content that you have instead of just posting content and saying what's hitting and what's not. The great thing about uh, the business pages for LinkedIn is that it kind of gives you what's hitting and what's not for you, the impressions, the engagements, the clicks as well. It's giving you all that. So I would say go for it, test it out, find what's working, and utilize it in the best way you can because that's the only way it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. If you wait for the best professional content you have, you might be waiting for a long time, and then your profile is just there, sitting there, doing nothing, and wasting of space. You, you really don't want that for social media. You want to be using your social networks because that's where people will find you. That's where you can direct them back towards your website, and that's the most important thing about it. Moving on to Snapchat and Twitter. So Snapchat, as we all know, well, well, love and someone actually, some actually hate, uh, is actually doing quite well. It has produced about three hundred sixty-six point six nine million dollars globally in ad revenue by the end of two thousand sixteen. That's a five hundred and nineteen percent change compared to last year, and it and uh, nine hundred thirty-four point four six million in two thousand seventeen, as eMarketer has reported, will happen. Um, at the time, it's about ninety-five percent uh, of Snapchat's ad revenues coming in from the U.S. However, that can change, and it can, in fact, uh, in about two years, two thousand eighteen, it could be more of seventy-five percent of Snapchat's ad revenue will be in the U.S. instead, because they are eventually going to be branching out. Yes, folks, if you're like, no, I don't want my favorite social media having ads, well, that's that's how they monetize it. That's how they make you know, they make it still sustainable 
it's still growing. So if you're on the fence about Snapchat, you might want to look into it, especially if you're in that nice little age range that Snapchat really goes after. And it's usually about the, uh, it's usually skews younger, late teens to about 25, maybe 30. Uh, and it all, and the older people get, the more of a, they may be on there, may not. So I would say make sure you know what your demographics are and if it actually is going to work out for you, use it. Now, if you are an event person, person that puts on events, event specialist, event planner, whatever eventy type thing you are, I would also look into making them because Snapchat just rolled out, like I said last week, a way for uh, marketers to uh, make uh, geo filters and so if you have an event make sure you do that once again it does have a fee now moving on it looks like Twitter's not really doing so well it's it's still a flat type of user growth not as many people are using it as often so Twitter does have a lot more hurdles to jump through now it's not really going to be beating Facebook anytime soon and it looks like it's gonna have it has Instagram's competition, sorry, so past it, it's going to have Snapchat as well. So Twitter's going to have to find a way to uh, revitalize itself, make itself look cool again, because it, it needs to be cool. Uh, but it does still hold kind of the majority of doing hashtags, and it does have two really good products. I know Vine has not been the most popular for a couple years now, but it's still a very viable product that they can use. They can integrate a lot tighter. They can even just kind of just swallow it up and just make it Twitter itself, which will probably be, maybe it could be tweet vines or vine tweets or whatever. Uh, but it needs to find a way to make vine a popular destination again. And I think monetizing or allowing uh, people to monetize their videos is going to be an, a great way of getting people back into it. Uh, and you also have Periscope. And I would hope they would find a way for uh, to make Periscope easy, maybe even have people making shows through it as well and finding ways for people to you know use it a lot more. Because Facebook Live now has Blizzard and Battle.net for gaming as well, so Twitter needs to find a way of well, surpassing Facebook and making sure it's holding its own. Because Facebook is a dominant factor and they need to figure it out but the stats aren't really looking great because eMarketer had to change a lot of the stats for Twitter it was supposed to be an eight percent boost year-over-year increase in the US and now it's been back down to about two percent boost and it says it's projected that the number of active US users is about 52.2 million um, and Snapchat is supposed to be about 56.6 million active users by the end of this year. So it's our, Snapchat's already going to surpass Twitter, and Twitter needs to find a way to get people to you know interact with it more because that's, that's the name of the game here, getting more users and having making sure you get more and more interacting with it. Um, also, it said, also eMarketer said that uh, Twitter will obtain about 21 point, uh, 20, sorry, 28.1% of shares in the U.S., uh, and so it's a decline compared to last year as well. So Twitter's not really doing very well, so it needs to really get its house in order. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. All right, Facebook is testing out something that says what your friends are talking about to sharing prompt because what Facebook's biggest problem is is that people really don't share as much anymore. 
Uh, it does have a lot more tools to figure that out than Twitter does, but the biggest concern is, and even for me, is that I have no reason to share a lot of things on Facebook anymore. It's almost pointless. There's no point to it as a business. It's entirely different. I will probably li I'll live stream, do a lot more things for Digital Coffee Podcast than I will do for my own, but they need to find a way, and this probably would be a great way of doing it as well. Now, if you have slideshows, you do have um, specific uh, news feed options as well, which is currently in beta, so it will be like news streams like sports and funny and highlighting as well. They also will have Masquerade because they bought Masquerade several months ago at least uh, for live as well. So they'll be integrating with that as well. And an algorithm update for focusing on highlighting more content from friends and family. And a new birthday video tools. So they have a lot of different types of things as well. But, the, but this newest one is going to be what your friends are talking about. And so maybe you can join in the conversation as well. Uh, it could work, it could not. This could be their answer to, let's say, the uh, catastrophe of the new, the uh, trending topics algorithm that didn't really do so well. Uh, but it will be l listening in on your friends and saying, this is what they're talking about. Maybe you should join in and talk about this, or maybe not. Depends on what you want. But marketers need to understand this and be aware of this and making sure that we're doing our best to figure out a way for uh, people's friends to talk about us so other people can talk about us. Because that's really going to be one of the better surefire ways and a better strategy to get more impressions, get more likes, get more shares. Shares are more important. And comments. Those two are the most important. The latter two are the more important. The likes. Likes do help. Or I uh, say reactions because there's more now. Yay, more reactions. Uh, also... We also have uh, Google, you know, saying to the web, yeah, your, tr your intrusive pop-ups need to stop or you're going to suffer uh, surf downgrades. Basically, it means is that if you have intrusive uh, ads or pop-ups, so that could even be my pop-up for signing up for my e-newsletter, well, I'm going to have to, you know, figure out a way to make it better. Um, marketers aren't really happy about this or even people that you know, maintaining the website, and I don't blame them as well either. I get why Google's doing it, but I also think that Google is saying we know what's better for them, uh, so don't make these. But we don't, we don't have very many options right now. If there were better options to, you know, do this stuff, we probably would use those options as well. But we got what we got, and so Google seems to be going faster than what the tech for that stuff is you know, coming into, but. Um, and, and, uh, and the pop-up ads just Google doesn't like them because it says it ruins the mobile experience. Now, it may or may not, but that's depending on what the pop-up is. The pop-up is kind of like, hey, sign up for my e-newsletter. That's a little bit different because you can just say no and it'll be gone. Uh, for the ad, that's a little bit more annoying because it can be a full-page ads, and I've seen those on websites, and those aren't really fun. And marketers, we need to take note on this because a growing number of people are using ad blockers and they're not seeing our ads and if they're not seeing our ads we're not getting as many people flocking to our sites and our bosses are gonna be like why isn't it more stuff to my site what's going on here I hired you to do this and you're like well they're, they're using ad blockers I can't really like force everybody to not use ad blockers it's a little hard to do that 
Just a little bit, just a little bit. All right, which moves into uh, kind of my thing of talking about, or maybe opinion, talking about using the data that you have to make make your site, make your social media better. From what I've seen from working from past businesses and the current one, there's a lot of things going on that a lot of higher-ups don't use. And the one thing is, is that you have all these analytic tools, but you don't really use them to find what's hitting and what's not. Uh, I've seen a lot of companies just not A-B test at all, just to see what we could do better or what we could not. And it just seems like a lot of times we're just trying to do the same thing over and over again because it just worked in a way. But that's not how uh, businesses thrive or survive as well. I mean, you can, you can barely survive with this, doing the same thing over and over again. But if you really want to hit that higher echelon or more followers or whatnot, you always need to push the boundaries and do other different types of content. For example, uh, doing more uh, Twitter polls on Twitter or using video better on Facebook and Twitter or using anime gifts on either one of them as well. But actually utilizing the full extent of each social network and making sure that you're, you actually have a strategy and making sure that you're actually using it too, to the full extent. Like I said before, if the only thing you're going to be doing is saying, well, we've been doing this, so let's do this. Oh, quotes? Everybody likes quotes. Let's do quotes. But you're not really like pushing what you can make. You're kind of copying what everybody else has been doing. And it's great for a while, and it's great for a startup and a starting point, but eventually you've got to go and got to you know, kind of risk a little bit more or be at the risk of another competitor figuring it out and leaving you in the dust. It'll be, dust, it'll be a big dust cloud. You'll be like, why? Why isn't this doing it? So I would check I would check each week or each month or just download the Excel file and see where the impressions are going, see what is getting more impressions than other stuff, seeing what's getting more likes, seeing what's getting more comments or shares, and finding out the best strategy that way. For Twitter, it's going to be more what's getting more retweets or favorites or likes or whatever they're calling it, that as well. For Instagram, it's going to be likes and comments as well uh, because that's all. That's, that's the name of the game. Plus, doing your best to try to integrate your live video and actually uh, pre-recorded or edited video as well and kind of supplementing that into your social media strategy. If you're not doing those things, you're kind of leaving a lot, a lot of uh, good opportunities at the door. And if you're leaving, leaving those at the door, you're not doing your, yourself a favor, and you're not doing your business of a service as well as being a marketer. And that can be a big thing. Also, using if you can figure out to do a podcast, do that as well. Uh, I think it's a great way uh, to kind of showcase your brand and help it become a leader in its industry as well. So I would look at that too. Uh, it's just one of those things. Now moving on to what you should try out this week. That's right, there's a few things you should try out. Now Avast has a password manager for Mac. There's already one for PC and mobile, uh, but this is just to help you well, make sure that you're managing your passwords and you aren't getting hacked or at least keeping on a site that has uh, really good encryptions as well. There's other ones as well. There's LastPass, there's Dashlane, there's this one. Uh, 
two Authy is another good one, or Authy, just Authy, excuse me, just Authy is another good one for mobile. Uh, so I would find a way of making sure you're protecting those passwords and making sure they are uh, encrypted because if they're not and you get hacked, it's a nightmare for the PR people and they will not be happy with you. Just saying. All right. If you're looking to actually get into live streaming podcasting, uh, Zcast has made it 2.0 and so you can do it that way. It's available for iOS and so if you're trying, if you're stepping lightly into the waters of uh, podcasting, this is another one for you. Easy startup. You have your iOS app. You just click, you just type it in, pre-record it, not, excuse me, not pre-record it, but record it, um, schedule out a time and then just push it out. I've used it a couple times. It's super easy to do. Not that not that hard as well. Uh, it's very interesting, and I actually don't mind it that much. It's actually pretty good for what it is. Yeah, it's actually really good. So look at that. Now, are you a, mar a digital marketer and you're always behind the times on what's going on with tech? Well, and wits is a way to keep up with technology. So you can follow, for example, Digital Coffee or anybody else that's doing tech too, and making it's all in one nice little... Uh, program or website so you can see it and not have to go chase down for everything like I do. I do it all the time. Are you a business or someone trying to get into uh, app development but you really just don't have the time to actually code? Well, Bubble Store allows you to do that. They have different types of templates for you. They have a Yelp clone, an Airbnb clone, a marketplace template as well, and other different types of things. They have a dashboard, idea sharing, and voting app. Uh, website collection, elegant landing page, all these different types of things for you to find, collaborate, and use to your best advantage as well. So if you're looking to, you know, get, you know, lightly step into the waters of app development, Bubble Store is for you. Now there's a new uh, way of uh, looking at your email, and it's called Moo.do. And this is a way for you to Find, look at, and see what's going on with uh, with it as well. They have an there's an introduction. It is kind of a 30 day trial for it, but you can see better uh, analytics for what's going on uh, with your email, making sure that you have it all ready together. There is the outline version of it. We'll give you a quick outline of what's going on with it, which is a really great way of you know. You know, kind of, you know, uh, showing you what's going on. Because sometimes I'm just really busy um, figuring out what's going on. And an outline version could be really, really helpful. Uh, so if you're one of those busy marketer types, this is something for you. Now, it is going to be paid, so make sure that you uh, are going to pay for it. There's a 30-day trial, which I'm trying out right now, but it actually is pretty robust. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty. It's easy to understand and read. So there you go. Uh, so just make sure you're actually using it. Now there is a lot of options to move to calendar, move to outline, label, snooze, priority, star, mark to uh, mark as in red, forward, reply to all, reply, archive and delete, and they also have shortcuts for it. So what do you have to lose except trying it out for a bit? Yay! All right, and. That is the end of Marketing One. Thank you for tuning in. And make sure that you follow Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, 
TuneIn Pocket Cast as well, and follow Digital Coffee at Twitter Digital CO77EE, uh, Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast, FinanceDigital.Coffee, and if you're a gamer, I'm on Player.me as Digital Coffee too. I use it quite a bit now. You know, talk lively on it. All those fun things. Also, uh, join on Friday when I talk about Gamers Cafe, and that's going to be more about gaming and everything that's going on in the PC gaming world, which is usually quite a bit. Uh, but yes, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Brett Deister, and have a good Thursday. Later.